0: Welcome to Stories of Rune Terra. My name is Guy Black Raven Ravenhood here on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Rune Terra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where everyone is ready to... Well, you know. Each week we jump into the Riot Games universe and narrate something off of the world of Rune Terra off the Riot Games Universe site. Woo! There's some voids I stumbled over right there. Think of this entire thing as like an audiobook project of League Stories and Lore by yours truly. This week's story, if you haven't already figured it out, and is another fan request, I've got three more lined up after this, and it could be more. If you want your champ done, let me know on any of the socials. This week is... Rumble, the mechanized menace. And now for my, albeit somewhat terrible impression. Ah, it's going to take forever to scrape your face off my suit. Rumble is a young inventor with a temper. Using nothing more than his own two hands and a heap of scrap, the feisty Yordle constructed a colossal mech suit outfitted with an arsenal of electrified harpoons and incendiary rockets. Though others may scoff and sneer at his junkyard creations, Rumble doesn't mind. After all, he's the one with this flame spitter. Hey y'all, thanks for listening into Stories of Runeterra. Just wanted to let you know that I've also released the final segment of our long, uh, what, what's the word I would use, long neglected miniseries, uh, Child of Zaun. So that's also going to be released. It's going to be before this one in the lineup so that everyone sees the rumble, but if you've been uh, awaiting that, I finally got my act together and did it. This is I guess technically the last um episode I'm going to do this year. So thanks for everyone that's been following along and I think I'm going to try and see what I can start doing new and exciting for what I'm calling season 6 in this whole lineup. So for all of you that have followed along through all 76 of these episodes and if we count the mini series like 84. Thanks so much, y'all. You're great. So now let's get into Rumble. Even amongst yordles, Rumble was always the runt of the litter. As such, he was used to being bullied. In order to survive, he had to be scrappier and more resourceful than his peers. He developed a quick temper and a reputation for getting even, no matter who crossed him. This made him something of a loner, but he didn't mind. He liked to tinker, preferring the company of gadgets, and he could usually be found rummaging through the junkyard. Rumble showed great potential as a mechanic, and his teachers recommended him for the enrollment at the Yordle Academy of Science and Progress in Piltover. He may very well have become one of Heimerdinger's esteemed protégés, but Rumble refused to go. He believed that Heimerdinger and his associates were sellouts, trading superior yordle technology to humans for nothing more than a pat on the head while yordles remained the butt of their jokes. When a group of human graduates from the Yordle Academy sailed into Bandle City to visit the place where their mentor was born and raised, Rumble couldn't resist the temptation to see them face to face, so to speak. He only intended to get a good look at the humans, but four hours and several choice words later, he returned home bruised and bloodied with an earful about how he was an embarrassment to the enlightened yordles like Heimerdinger. The next morning, Rumble left Bandle City without a word, and wasn't seen again for months. When he returned, he was at the helm of a clanking, mechanized monstrosity. He marched it to the center of town amidst dumbfounded onlookers and there announced that he would show the world what Yordle Tech was really capable of achieving. Today's story is entitled Shuriman Trash and it was written by Amanda Jeffrey. So, I was walking through this little plaza off the library district in Nashirame, the super dusty flagstones older than empires and usually pretty quiet. Having just out-negotiated those dumb human merchants in the grand marketplace, I was feeling good. I'd been all, you want how much for that teapot? And there's no way that an authentic ascended H mace with that iconography. But a whole day around mortals was enough for me. If I had to hear another cheery water and shady you greeting, I was going to get heated. Anyway, I'd almost gotten my cart full of treasure to my stall, thinking of how great it'd be to get back in my junkyard. Then whammo! I was flat on my backside. I jumped back to my feet in a heartbeat, surrounded by mortals again. These were younger humans, a bunch of them, and most of them were laughing at the scrawny kid who'd slammed me into my cart. He was trying to pick himself up off the ground, and the sorriest excuse for a mech I'd ever seen a board with wheels. And he wasn't laughing. He just kept apologizing. Sorry, Obujan. I said, do I look like your grandfather? This kid didn't have my winning smile or my razor-sharp cheekbones, and his ears weren't even furry. So there was barely any family resemblance. Anyway, the laughing kids had a ringleader, a nasty-looking boy wearing uh, oversized Noxian-style tunic and iron-capped boots. He said... Where do you think you're rolling, armadillo bug?" My hackles went up until I realized he was talking to the scrawny kid, but still, that's a pretty mean thing to say. The ringleader didn't stop there. He was all, you're Shuriman trash. Anaktu? You're ugly and you can't even walk. He pointed at my broken cart, the empire doesn't need useless things. We should throw you and the rest of the garbage in this old man's junk pile. Now I was starting to see red steam right out of my ears. So I got up in the big bully's face, well, up to his knees, and I said, hey kid, you better apologize. He scoffed with his stupid face. You don't know who you're dealing with, old man. I'm Kinzu Rance, son of Governor Rance. Walk away or I'll kill you this plaza with all its trash. Of course, I walked. I mentioned my stall, right? Shuttered, overlooked, and full of bric-a-brac that's way too good to ever sell to humans. It's a cover, a front, for where their portal back home appears once I get things set up just right. So I wasn't walking away from this bully. I was walking to my stall. Not to escape, obviously. I was walking to an especially large, tarpaulin-covered metallic form. Meanwhile, Kesu was so busy monologuing to his club wielding amateur thugs about being the strong future of Shirima that he didn't even notice me until I was blocking out the sun from the cockpit of the sweetest of bipedal mechs, my beloved Tristy. Walker and Shay to you, Kesu. Oh, his face, kid, looked like I harpooned him. I hadn't, of course, that comes later. Now, I'm an unbiased storyteller. So, I'll mention, Tristy might have had an ever-so-slight malfunction around this point. Barely worth noting, really, but in the interest of telling you everything, there was a hiccup, a hesitation, a stoppage. Tristy and me were the definition of intimidating, but that hitch was making some of those older kids bold, and one of them bashed my max leg with a club. You're just a dumb old man with a dirty pile of junk, there's one of you against all of us, she said, swinging her hand to indicate about a dozen armed, angry-looking snots. And then who should roll up, still piloting the worst mech ever, but the scrawny kid, Anaktu. While I applied percussive maintenance to Tristy's precision mechanisms, I noticed he grabbed one of the 100% authentic ascended age mace from my cart. Uh, I'd have to have a chat about personal property with my grandson later. Anyway, Anaktu yelled, He's not alone! But Kazu just laughed and tried to kick him. The little guy pivoted on his rolling board and swept the mace under Kezu's other leg, and whack! The bully went down hard. With a shout, Anoktu took the fight to the rest of him. Surprised him, too, because within seconds, he'd gotten two big ones backed into a corner. Too bad he didn't see Kezu coming at him from behind with the torn-off handle of my cart, ready to clonk him. But Anoktu wasn't alone, either. Tristy sprang to life, and bam! I was zooming across the plaza. We skidded to a stop kicking up dust, and I pulled the trigger zap. Remember that harpoon I mentioned? Yeah, I electro-harpooned that card handle mid-swing. I'd like to see a certain other yordle pull off a demonstration of extreme marksmanship like that. And Kezu, he toppled in the dust. Anaktu heard the commotion and spun around and gave me a big smile. Obajan! Yeah, yeah, get up here, I said, giving him a hand up into Tristy's cockpit. The view's better. He said something like, You don't have to tell me twice, which is a pretty cool thing to say under the circumstances. And then Tristy went pew pew and zap 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 and I let Anaktu activate the flame spitter, (laughs) but only to scare the bigger kids. Anyway, Tristy and me were awesome and I guess Anaktu wasn't bad for a mortal. And soon the bullies were running away. Grinning, I said to Anaktu, this is going to be bumpy. Then everything shook and the air was full of rockets. The bullies got as far as the archway over the plaza's exit when boom, 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 the rocket slammed into the ground, flaming and zapping anything nearby, barring their escape. So there they were, stuck between the equalizer's wall of fire and Rutera's finest mechanized pilot. I was about to demand that apology when Anaktu climbed down, rolled up to Kezu, and asked, Why are you so mean? Kezu whined something about his new Noxian dad, and he just wanted to impress him. It was pretty boring, really. The rocket sputtered and died, and the other bully kids fled, leaving Kezu behind. He started to back away, too. Hold it! I yelled, harpooned at the ready. What about my apology? As I pulled back my hood, he finally figured out that I wasn't just some old man, because his eyes were bugging, and he bowed down in the dust, saying, Master Yordle, I'm sorry I threatened you, but I stopped him. You think I care about threats? (laughs) Ha! Try again. He said, I'm sorry for fighting, but I cut him off there too. Nope, I'm ready for round two if you don't apologize for the right reason. I shouldn't have been so mean to a Noctu. You disrespected my junk, I shouted. Junk is not garbage. It's pure potential. Dumb people don't see its worth, but with imagination, hard work, and love, junk can be turned into the finest could dream of. And other stuff. Kezu was obviously awestruck by my logic. Because he was speechless When he found the words he said I, uh, I'm sorry Thank you So I finally got the apology the junk deserved Anoktu helped Kazu out of the dirt They clasped arms and there were tears or something But I've had enough of mortals So Tristy and I turned to head home Obujan, your Mace You must want it back Anoktu rolled over to hand it to me You wouldn't know Huh, a mortal who respects junk Keep it, I said I mean, if you can't spoil your grandkids, what's the point? Well, thus concludes the final episode of 2022's Stories of Rune Terra. Thank you so much for all of you that have listened to my quirks, my weird comments, my strange voices and stuck with me the whole time. You're all wonderful. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I appreciate it so much. I I don't know what happened there. Anyway, thanks for listening. If there's any champions that you would like to hear me get uh, read up here on the lore, or any short stories, those uh, kind of have to do when I have time, like Child of for uh, fourth segment coming up. Uh, in publication with this just reach out to me on the social medias at ravenhood r-a-v-y-n-h-o-o-d on all of them except facebook because i don't i'm not there uh yeah thanks again for listening and we'll catch on the flip side in 2024